are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. It's your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this late night Wednesday edition of the show. It's episode number three this week of five, downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles on any podcast platform that can be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, wherever you listen to your shows, you can find your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast at Lockdown Eagles. And guys, we're always talking birds on Twitter after the show at Lockdown Birds at DBLCLOE. And my co-host Gino Camilleri, his Twitter account is at GC24 underscore football. Yesterday, me and Gino dive deep into the wide receiver position. What are they going to do through free agency, through the draft? to find their wide receiver one of the future, or do they already have that guy in Jalen Rager? What do you have in Travis Fulgham, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, or whatever they do this year with the young guys and their development, with signing somebody in free agency through the draft, they have work that is cut out for them at this position, one they just have not really gotten right outside of 2017 since Jeremy Macklin had that big season with Chip Kelly back in 2014. So we dove deep into receiver yesterday. On Monday, I kind of got into the beginning of the tampering window across the NFL, so you can find those two episodes already on the feed. Today was the official start of the league year, so teams could officially start to announce contract signings with free agents. They could also start to discuss trades that have been made in principle before today, but they were official today, and you guys know what that means. The Carson Wentz trade was made official by both the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. I find it really funny that the Eagles worded it as they got a conditional first-round pick in 2022, while the Colts listed it as a conditional second-round pick in 2022. But regardless, it kind of hurt all over again, for me at least. I know a lot of our listeners are over the Carson Wentz drama and are ready to commit to Jalen Hurts or a rookie quarterback they take at number 6 overall. But for me, I don't know, like seeing the Colts celebrating getting him on social media and the fans excited about Carson, who's wearing number 2, by the way, with Indianapolis, which is really, I hope it's intentional. I doubt it's because Jalen Hurts wears number two, but I want to believe Carson Wentz has that NBA level of pettiness in him, but um, Carson Wentz is wearing number two, and yeah, look, it hurt all over again to see, you know, I kind of moved past it and started focusing on what the Eagles are going to do at quarterback now for the future, but it hurt again thinking about this trade and seeing the Eagles make a tribute video and thanking Carson Wentz with one of those graphics when they cut a guy that's been, you know, famous with this franchise for years on end. They post a thank you picture with Carson Wentz, and I don't know, I thought you'd be getting those kind of things, tribute videos and, you know, graphics of thanking him for his service with the team. I thought you'd be getting that in 2031, not 2021, so it kind of rehashed everything that I felt about the trade 
in the first place. But I'm not going to get deep into that again because I could go for another 40 minutes on that stuff. You guys know that. Maybe I'll write a book one day about the Carson Wentz trade. I think it'd be a fascinating read, so uh, maybe I'll look into that down the road. But for right now, we'll touch on the new stuff that developed when it came to this trade, and it's that general manager, Howie Roseman, finally spoke up about the trade, and he was not allowed to before this because it was not an official transaction until the start of the league year. So Howie was not allowed to discuss it, although he was doing that through media leaks. We know he was the anonymous source that was talking about this trade and leaking news to the press. We heard in that story from the Philadelphia Inquirer and Jeff McClain this week that Howie likes to do that a lot. So, you know, he was talking about it, but today he officially did in front of the camera Although it was frustrating because it was a team-controlled interview, Dave Spadaro was conducting this interview with both Howie and Nick Sirianni. And that's the frustrating part because there's... And look, Howie can't dodge the media forever. He's going to have to talk with beat reporters from the Inquirer, from Bleeding Green Nation, about this WIP, 97.5 The Fanatic, every outlet there is for Philadelphia, The Athletic, you name it. And that's when I'm looking forward to hearing him talk because this was more... You know, he talked about how Carson Wentz's team wanted a fresh start, but it was pretty generic stuff about Carson and just about all the good things he did for them over five years. But there weren't questions being asked about, like, do you think the Jalen Hurst pick had anything to do with this decision by Wentz's side and by you guys? Do you think you did a good enough job in surrounding Wentz with talent over the five years of his career in Philadelphia? Do you think you did enough to try to fix things this year? Like, was it just that... Nick Sirianni hiring him was your move to fix things with Wentz. If he wanted you to trade Jalen Hurts, would you have done that? Obviously, if Carson wanted Howie Roseman fired, Roseman's not going to say anything about that. But these are just the questions that I would bring up and other reporters would bring up as well when they can finally talk to Howie that you're not going to get in a team-controlled interview like this. But he did say some interesting things about the trade. Again, he really pushed the fact that Wentz's team wanted a fresh start said they were in communication during the head coaching process hiring Nick Sirianni. And so, number one, though, I will say, like, how he multiple times kept reiterating that it seemed like Wentz's team wanted the change. But to make it seem like, it's like, well, they wanted to be let go. It wasn't our fault, like, that they wanted to be out. Sure. Carson Wentz, I'm sure his team push this issue because I do think as Howie said they were in communication with Wentz about who the next head coach was so obviously I think Philadelphia wanted to fix things to a certain degree but again they weren't willing to do what it actually probably took which was trading Hertz and maybe firing Howie but again like to make it seem like this was just Carson's decision and it was out of Philadelphia's hands to maybe try to make you know save face with the fan base is ridiculous because they wanted out based on things that you caused, like not getting the wide receiver position right, as we talked about on yesterday's show. Just terrible draft class after terrible draft class, injuries everywhere, bad trades, bad signings, and then not to mention, again, the Jalen Hurts second-round pick and calling this city a quarterback factory. That is self-inflicted based on the organization like that is you that is your doing and then benching Carson Wentz in the 2020 season obviously that has a lot to do with his individual performance but like to make it seem like it was out of your control that Wentz wanted out and I don't know if that's what Howie was doing but he's a pretty calculated guy that's always you know about his brand and about making himself look good and not be criticized that sounded like the vibe I got when I watched that interview but I thought it was Interesting. I just hope that, 
you know, he can really start to talk to the real media members that are going to really grill him on that issue because it's a monumental failure. It's the biggest failure in franchise history. The fact that Carson Wentz only lasted five years with this team. So hearing him talk about it for a minute and 30 seconds is not nearly enough. He did also continue to talk about quarterback in this part of what he said I did like. It was music to my ears. He made sure to not rule out anything at quarterback when Spadaro asked him, could they sign a veteran free agent? Is Jalen Hurts the guy? Could they consider drafting a quarterback at number six overall? And how he made sure, this is the part that I found really interesting. When Because, you you know, they're going to say generic things, but you try to look deeper into it and try to read in between the tea leaves and see what do they actually mean behind this. And how he, number one, again, he didn't rule out anything. He said everything is on the table, which doesn't sound like a glowing statement about Jalen Hurts as the guy. Hurts could be the guy. But it's just not as definitive like this large portion of Eagles Twitter thinks it is. And again, any chance they've had to make Hurts seem like the guy, they haven't done that, right? Jeffrey Lurie called him a potential trade asset a couple months ago. They didn't contact him for a month after the season. They contacted Wentz clearly about the coaching hires. Did they do that with Hurts? I'm not so sure. And now this about everything being on the table, like that tells you a lot. But also, Howie in this interview made sure to point out that the Eagles have only had a top 10 pick twice in the last two decades and he pointed out how the Wentz top two pick was because they traded up twice and that tells me more than anything he didn't have to go out of his way to point that out like he was saying what I've been saying the Eagles have not had top 10 picks to get that elite level quarterback prospect outside of two times in the last 20 years and McNabb Wentz your two top two picks that's when you had the most sustained success in the last two decades. Maybe in franchise history, when you had sustained success with McNabb, the longest window that was open, and then drafting Wentz obviously helped you win a championship. So he went out of his way to say that when they just asked him about picking a quarterback at number six. So he said they obviously have to do their due diligence with these quarterbacks. And then, as long as you're doing your due diligence, the tape is not going to lie. When you watch Jalen Hurts' tape versus these four prospects, or the three that are going to be available potentially, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, I just am convinced this organization is going to at least change their mind if right now they believe in Hurts. I think by April, maybe they believe already right now that they're going to take a quarterback, but by April, I still am adamant in saying this team is going to take a signal caller. Maybe part of it's me being biased because I want that outcome. Sure, that's a part of it, but I'm just reading in things and you know trying to use a level head, and Howie pointing that out today was really, really interesting. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market now for a while. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's time for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is salted caramel and cookie dough chunk. You can vote on what your favorite flavor is at BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. And while you're there, Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar at Bilt Bar. 
All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. After this show, be sure to check out Locked On Today. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. All the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with host Peter Bukowski. So, today I'm getting into Howie Roseman talking about the Carson Wentz trade, which was made official. He Pretty much left everything on the table when it comes to quarterback, Jalen Hurts being the guy, signing or trading for a veteran, or picking one at number 6 overall. That's not the only news of the day, though. The Eagles made a couple more moves to continue to push themselves under the salary cap by releasing wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey and defensive tackle Malik Jackson. And that's not really surprising news. Both were designated as post-June 1st cuts a couple weeks ago. So that's just going to continue to clear up space for the Eagles in the salary cap, and we'll see if they actually start using that. They've yet to make a free agent signing outside of signing running back Adrian Killings today, which means literally nothing to this organization but we'll see what they do with that money both expected moves and you know as I've said before with Malik Jackson there's not really much to say with that move but Alshon Jeffrey look I want to like Alshon Jeffrey again (laughs) I mean this is how I feel about it I want to appreciate and I do I want to though really value what he did in 2017 and 2018 and prioritize that and feel good when you bring up his name and not cringe like I kind of do right now, honestly. Look, he was instrumental in those two runs. He was incredibly clutch outside of the drop against the Saints in the divisional round in 2018. Like, you look at down the stretch of the 2017 season in 2018, and then in the playoffs, Elshon was so reliable. In the 2017 playoffs, he had at least 60 yards in every game. 61 against Atlanta, 85 and two touchdowns against Minnesota in the NFC title, and then obviously against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He is one of the most impressive touchdowns I've ever seen. 73 yards on three catches and a touchdown. And then in 2018, 82 yards against Chicago in the wild card round, 63 against New Orleans. And you look at how big he was in that stretch run in 2018 against the Houston Texans, against the Los Angeles Rams, and the Washington football team. like He pushed you through the postseason and helped spark that offense when Nick Foles took over. like That's who Elshon Jeffrey was. He's the best receiver you've had since Macklin's big season in 2014. So that is the majority of Elshon's stint with Philly. It should be seen in a positive light. Like If you sign Kenny Britt, in the 2017 offseason, instead of Alshon Jeffrey, do you win a Super Bowl? Like, does Nick Foles do the same thing he did in the playoffs with Kenny Britt and Torrey Smith as opposed to Alshon and Torrey Smith? No, probably not. So that's the way I want to view Alshon. And I'll get there one day. Give me a couple years, but I just, I still can't get around the anonymous stuff. You know, multiple years where, and again, we'll never officially prove that it was Jeffrey, but, you know, fans think it was him the media thinks it was him his ties to Josina Anderson players thought it was him obviously we saw that report last year that Brandon Brooks or a leader on the offensive line I think it was Brandon Brooks addressed Alshon Jeffrey and confronted him and things got heated in the locker room because of these leaks to Josina Anderson that Carson Wentz was throwing way too much to Zach Ertz and that you know he criticized Wentz multiple times anonymously through the media in 2018 and in 2019 and that is something that I just don't really respect is when you you can go through the media but use your name to it I just I think it's sneaky I think it's something you should keep in-house within the locker room but if you want to use the media 
Like, look, Terrell Owens and Donovan McNabb, like, that was toxic, but that we still talk about to this day, but at least they were open about it, right? And they were in each other's face. That just wasn't the case with Alshon and Carson. And, you know, we don't know what happened behind closed doors, but it's still hard to get through that part of it. And I think I will one day. Everything obviously is still raw with Wentz. And so I'm a little bit bitter about that as a Wentz supporter. But Alshon Jeffrey, though, was, can't deny it, instrumental as wide receiver one in 2017 and in 2018. And even last year, like, I hated seeing him play, but. You know, he embraced being a leader to, I think, you know, Jalen Rager said they called him Uncle Alshon, where he helped the development of Rager and Quez Watkins and John Hightower and helping along Greg Ward. So Alshon should be seen as a positive experience with the Eagles, but I'm still bitter and I'll get over it eventually, but right now I'm just not. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. Ladies and gentlemen, it's sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag for a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Louis DiBiase wrapping up this Wednesday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Today was a rough day for me, not just because of the Wentz trade becoming official, but the same day it's made official, the free, the big free agent that I wanted the Eagles to sign that you guys have heard me harp on for about two, three weeks now, had him sign with Philly in my offseason simulation podcast a couple months ago as well, wide receiver Curtis Samuel, Welp, he decided to sign in the NFC East, but it's with the rival the Washington football team. And that was the big free agent I wanted. I wanted him as a big signing because I want the quarterback at number six, so I don't plan on taking Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle. but he's going to Washington, and that sucks because that roster in Washington looks really good on both sides of the ball. Like, I know, they're, look, I think they're a quarterback away from being a contender. The issue is they're built too good now, I think, to maybe get one. And that let that be a lesson, people, by the way, to the Eagles. And that's why Howie pointed out today that the Eagles have only picked twice in the top 10 in the last 20 years. This team turns things around and builds fairly quickly. So you got to get that guy fast before you get too good. And Washington is kind of like that right now because their roster is awesome. They're they're not championship contenders with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they're a top two team right now, I think, in the NFC East along with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you look at that defensive line is loaded and they make a great sign in getting William Jackson at cornerback. And I love what Ron Rivera does as a head coach. And then on offense, you have a combo now, a trio at receiver and running back of Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Antonio Gibson with that offensive line. Washington is for real. Now they just got to get a team name because they stole our wide receiver, and that sucks. Washington is uh, looking pretty good. They might be, I don't want to say they're the favorite, probably Dallas is, but Washington looks better, I think, right now on paper than Philadelphia and New York. And they stole my receiver, and so Wednesday was really crappy. (laughs) 
All right, everybody, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Me and Gino will be back tomorrow, so be sure to subscribe to the pod on any platform to get five Eagles podcasts a week. And then on Twitter, we're always talking birds after the show, at Lockdown Birds, at DBLCLOE, at GC24 underscore football. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go birds.